0: This is the Wesson Walker Show.
3: Even the crowd knows what's coming next.
0: It's Wesson Walker Sports Radio, 92.7 WFNZ. If you can hear that echo in the background, it's because we have a wide-open basketball gym all to ourselves. And as soon as Collins showed us the way where we would be broadcasting here in Spartanburg at Wofford for Carolina Panthers training camp, First day in pads, by the way, that addition to training camp, as soon as he led us to this open gym, we didn't start working. We started shooting (laughs) some hoops. What we did was we tried to dunk. Even if there is a video of me dunking out there in the world, I cannot tell you that I dunked it anywhere close on my first attempt, and I didn't try again. They, that's what you say. If you fail, just don't try again and you won't get your feelings hurt. <laughs> that's the slogan for
3: today. Yeah, like two jocks just ran immediately, grabbed the football, grabbed the basketball. And then I'm sitting here thinking, you know, my social media mind is always ever-growing. And I'm thinking about a post-show three-point contest uh, for the viewers out there to maybe see who's the better shooter. But you already said you're not a shooter. I'm not a so good shooter. Not, it no. not go well. um, Do you think they could institute a post-up contest
0: at All-Star Break? because if they do a post up contest well, I like dope. my chances that'd be dope yeah I, I don't i don't think it would be <laughs> best post <dope.
3: laughs> up <laughs> i like to think that it would be dope cuz you that's see I the shimmy yeah. on the shoulders before the turnaround jump shot from the baseline well,
0: see kenny kenny over the left over the left shoulder that was money in the bank baby that was money in the bank <laughs> 704-570-9610 feel free to text us your thoughts and comments first day of pads here at training camp again the text line is 704-570-9610 we we also have Colin helping us out. Might as well have him join the bus, get on there, and then we can pull up to the scene here in Watford. Let's get off of it, Fiddy. Go ahead and open up the board, uh, doors, bus driver.
3: We look good getting off the bus. I got something to say. Damn. All right, Colin.
0: I wanted to know from someone that is a veteran that has been attending Panthers training camp, how many years do you think you've come down here?
2: Um, I've been coming since the mid-90s. I did not make a successive trip, so this is probably 15, all told. I mean, you
0: have a lot. I've been to probably five or six. But 15 is a lot. I want to know what some of your best memories here in Whoppert are.
2: The, one of the, my favorites all time is uh, when Mac and Bone were here. And remember the infamous Josh Norman Cam Newton fight? And it happened right in front of Mac, and 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 they took off into the woods. They didn't want to be too close to the action. They were like ten yards deep, you know, trying to keep an eye. Out. Mac was very concerned about both Cam and Josh Norman, but did not did not want to interfere. Why was in he any running way. into
0: the woods? That seems like the last place you want to watch it, right? What? I believe
2: the time is called shook one. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they they were bail out, bailing out. There was a lot of humanity coming at him, and uh, they made sure to step back. I would
0: imagine that all of the other people there the beat writers the journalists alike they were not running in fact they might be running to the fight with their phones up ready to get the moment and then we have the famous picture yes. of Cam Newton grabbing Josh Norman with both hands and shaking him to the ground and
2: rather than like West would be Wes would be prepared with this with his phone right there getting all the good footage West would be
3: great at that
2: Mac was gone Mac had the best angle and had no footage all right, you guys are a bit
3: presumptuous because if I see all that coming to me I'm not gonna run into the woods but I'm definitely gonna get to a safe place
0: um well I want to know how many fights you've been in camps like this. Have you ever gotten into a scuffle? Oh, I'm mad yeah. See, but this is the thing. You want to say we're a little too presumptuous, and then <laughs> you look at me like that was the dumbest question I ever asked. I can't win, Wes, because yeah. I figured that would be something that you were
3: about. Yeah, I mean, nothing too bad because I was friends with a lot of the defensive linemen and things of that nature, but you the get smart the man. pesky ones, the aggravating ones, that in a drill that you're trying to catch a break, so to speak, and trying to get a little bit of a breather, and they want to go extra hard. They want to be an All-American mm-hmm. in a drill. That doesn't matter. That's when I would get the most aggravated with guys. And then you might get a shove and some uh, foul language to tell you to tone it down. And then if they did it, then that's when the fight would happen. Yeah, because everybody knew who it was. uh Everybody on the line, they knew who the All-Americans were, especially during the season on a Thursday. We call them Thursday (laughs) All-Americans when you're just in helmets and you're supposed to be going easy and they want to go hard. But training camp as well, you just have some drills where you just want to chill out. You've been doing a lot of hitting and things of that nature and then they Want to get over to a drill that you're supposed to be taking it easy and they want to be over there just acting like they are uh, reggie white this is the moment i want to re- i want to know
0: from you <laughs> i want to go to the text line 704-570-9610 what is the moment you knew that you would not be playing high school football college football or professional football, that it just wasn't going to work out for you at any level, that embarrassing type of story. The one that I have is there was one time where you had to – I don't know what the drill was called. It wasn't like Oklahoma or anything like that. Uh-huh. But there was a drill where you had to tur- – it was middle school, first time ever playing football in pads. Love playing in the backyard, wide receiver, throwing it, all that good stuff, the Michael Vick nerf football in the back where you could draw the plays on it. That was my jam. The pads and the helmets and stuff, wasn't really working out for me in middle school. I turn up. I get the football. There's a linebacker who, by the way, was all-conference that year. I just want to say that before I look too soft, but it's still going to be bad. (laughs) Lowers his face mask into my gut. Oh. I'm on the ground. I can't breathe, and I can't breathe for a good two minutes, and I knew, oh, I'm not going to make this team. That's not going to happen for me. And so I played basketball from there on out. I asked you, Colin, if you had ever played football before, and you looked and said, oh, no, I have never played that sport.
2: I, I had a similar story to you. Um, they put me the, the bull in the ring day one of middle school, and I was, I was, not, I was not proportioned well uh, to stand up to the bull in the ring. I got, I got beat up pretty doggone good that first day and uh, said, maybe, maybe I'll come back next year. Um, I still remember the guy's name, Chris
0: Hansley. It wasn't even all that amazing in football, but you know the guy that knocked the breath out of you for the first time? I'll always remember his name. Great in middle school, but one of those guys that didn't grow after okay. eighth grade. Okay. So um, a monster. I mean, cut already in eighth grade. Did
2: not grow one single inch and was just like middle of the road in high school. I remember the player that made me decide I was not going to go out for the high school football team, and his name was D'Angelo Lloyd. Oh, okay. <laughs> all right, linebacker Independence. The first guy ever. Ever saw with the Jersey tucked up oh, underneath his shoulder pads yeah. showing off an, about oh, an he went 18 with the pack. yep 18-pack. Oh,
3: 6'6 middle linebacker. Yeah, he was. yeah,
2: and he's working out like three feet from me. I'm going, so
3: I'd be competing against this guy? Yeah, nah, maybe not. Maybe I'll yeah, find something else. Yeah, this dude's stats look fake in the paper. When they Whew. put him in there for the All-Observer team, he had like 200 tackles. I was like, is that possible? <laughs> uh, 704
0: said, oh yes, the good old football player turned basketball player story. See, I am the basketball player that tried football story and realized that it wasn't going to work out immediately. Now, Yes. You're the exact opposite, okay? Mm-hmm. You were coveted. Not only did you play football, mm-hmm. but you were coveted. You got recruited by guys like Steve Spurrier who eventually landed you and then you went on to play at Wake Forest because you had two Power 5 schools that you were good enough to play at. Yes. Was there ever a moment in college, though? Can you be humble enough? Is mm-hmm. there a moment enough to where, ooh, I, I might not be good enough for the NFL when you had this moment happen?
3: Uh, It wasn't necessarily that. It was more so just I was taxed, man. Football was, when you get to college, it turns into just like – like they say, you really find out how much you love what you do when you go play in college, man. And by the time I got to my last season, I was just like, man, I want to find something else to do in my life after this. It wasn't, I know I probably could have gone to undrafted free agent route and things like that, and but tried, I, I yeah. did look at guys who, you know, had a lot of accolades more than I'd had because I played a lot in college, but. Um, Guys who had more accolades than I had that were undrafted free agents and stuff like that. And I was like, man, I don't feel like trying to play on this team and that team and getting cut and all that type of stuff. I said, I just try to go out here and rough it, man. Well, and anytime we
0: ask you about welcome to the ACC or SEC moments, Wes is, I don't want to say surprisingly, but he never has too many to bring to the table, which shows me I don't think that it's him just bragging about how good he was. I think it legitimately shows you how good he was. Like I mean, Manny Lawson was good. That's that's we always hear about Manny. That's man, some rough moments. Yeah, I did. yeah definitely. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, I was,
3: uh, you know, I held my own.
0: Um, we do have some great texts coming in. Big Bird from Lenore. That's my name, man. Big Bird. Uh, Big Bird from Lenore said, "In high school." I got who I thought was the assistant coach, and he was actually a defensive lineman. He was a good 300 pounds. Then (laughs) we played ball in the rain. He picked me up. We ran hard, and we collided, and I didn't see anything but stars for about 15 or 20 minutes. Yeah. That'll yeah, Wes loves it. Wes, you fools. Get out here on the gridiron. You fools. Got to keep that head on a swivel, baby. A fluke Juki wrote in. Oklahoma drill against Anthony Levine, former Ravens special team captain. Okay. As a freshman, he was a senior. Got de Knocked the bleep out, as yeah. they might say on Friday. Jamal from Charlotte said, practicing against DJ Humphreys every day made mm. me realize mm-hmm. I was not going D1. I believe the pick right before Shaq Thompson. Ding, certainly ding, one ding. of the few. Thought would be, Zone. Yeah, thought he would might he might be a Carolina Panther. Cam tweets things. I was a kicker in high school and I knew I wasn't going pro when I got beat out for a starter by the guy who kicked the ball into the butt of the long snapper during tryouts. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> if, if you are not getting that ball in the air, then you might not be going pro. I do want to go back to some of those text messages because they're fantastic. I do want to go to somebody that actually did play against some NFL pros. Okay. What is it like first day of pads? Are you ready or are you kind of regretting? First yeah. Man, it just coming.
3: depends. some guys are definitely they have the anxiety, they're worried, you know, am I gonna get hurt? How bad is this thing gonna be? And then uh but I think any player does because you know that you're risking injury, you know that you're basically risking your life when you go out there to be frank, but you still get a little bit uh excited as well because you know you get to finally uh hit somebody and you get to finally exert that dominance on people. So I think it goes by positions. I think the guys on the front seven They're excited about it. Offensive linemen, running backs, and and things of that nature. I think the receivers, DBs, they could probably do without it, unless you've got safeties (laughs) back there that really like to hit. I think otherwise they're indifferent on it.
0: Well, and this is the other thing, too. People are writing in about getting used to the helmet. Colin, in your short time, attempting to play football. <laughs> people don't realize, man, like the helmet, it's a different thing. The, the fact that that just becomes a natural part of what you are. I know yeah. I sound super soft right now. I'm totally aware <laughs> of all of it. i are
2: picturing two Lucases <laughs> right now <laughs> yeah, yeah, talking
0: yeah. about this. <laughs> that's, that's, that's totally fair. But I do feel like if it's hard to get used to the helmet and then putting on the pads, I imagine people, see, this is the thing too. Like I hear vets talk about how it's not necessarily fun to put the shoulder pads on right. even after 10 years of playing in the NFL.
2: I remember distinct Trying to figure out how to put on the shoulder. Oh, yes, backwards. And you don't, yeah, you're in the locker room, you're not saying anything to anybody, can't show weakness. I'm going, oh, great.
3: <laughs> they can smell it. You're yeah. worried they can Especially smell it Especially you in the locker have room. guys that you know can play, and they're excited about the fact that they get the hit. Mm-hmm. Those are the guys that you might look at and be like, oh, y'all degenerate. If you're not built yeah. like that, you like, oh, man, I Smith hope I don't Middle have School to get this no guy. was taking no prisoners
2: back then. i well, tell you that. And see, yeah. Casey
0: Steve, he writes in the text line, like, it's weird. Football is 100% different because I tried football. It wasn't working out. But, weirdly enough, I could lay dudes out in the hockey rink. So, and when you're talking about a different sport, like for me, I was a physical player because I wasn't athletic enough to be all that good, but I also didn't have face masks going in my gut every single time. Like, I'd get an elbow and I'd be ready to go, but not a face mask. What about your flat jacket? And
3: probably that would have protected you a little bit. I could have. I should, but that's... But if you...
0: Only quarterbacks can wear that. (laughs) If you are a different position and you try to wear one of those where you get padding on your ribs, then people are going to raise an eyebrow (laughs) ask you if you're really ready (laughs) out here to play football. Number one troll, he said, uh, I'm from City, I know Brandon Spikes, I did some drills with him in high school, oh, yeah. laid him out every play, he was scared of me, yeah, number one troll, I figured it was about to be a little <laughs> twisted there, 704 said 7th grade, first day of pads, panicked when going to make the first tackle and flinched, broke my arm, learned baseball was the way to go for me, <laughs> and then Bleepin' Billy, he wrote this one in, Quavarius Crouch at running back was enough to make me realize, I realize I'm not going to make it big time. The famous story I say when I was calling my first ever high school game, two-minute drill, thought they might be throwing the football from 20-yard line, their own 20-yard line, had 80 yards to go. Quaverius Crouch, they just handed it to him. It was an immediate touchdown, and there was a minute and 36 seconds left or something like that. Crouch, that would make me realize I was not ready to play football either. There,
2: so, there are some of those guys that when they step on the field, particularly at that level, and it, it gets harder and harder, but, man, those guys, that the, the ones that just have those special gifts, and you're like, okay. It makes it easier for a guy like me to say, not my game. Mm-hmm. Not yeah. my game. It, no it
0: hits a little different than Chris Hansley, somebody that nobody's ever heard of. I apologize. No smoke, man. Hey, you knocked me out of the sport forever, so there's no smoke. <laughs> Look, it, it was very different from middle school Walker. Yeah, big Chris from Shelby saying, turn in your man card. I did then, all right? I got it back. I like to think so, but not in middle school. I didn't have it then. 704-570-9610. We are here. We are at Wofford. We are in Benjamin Johnson Arena as it says. I guess we're at the Mungo Center? Is that what it is? Mungo Student Center. Yeah. Alright, so we are here in the uh, wide open space that is about six basketball goals looking at us. I imagine we might be shooting some hoops during the breaks and trying to make it back before we hop back on air. We're going to have Ikea Kwanu speaking with us in just a moment. Jeremy Chin as well as a linebacker coach. Not sure exactly what time they're going to be joining us but we will be speaking to plenty of members of the carolina panthers roster and coaching staff it's going to be a lot of fun down here in spartanburg south carolina stay tuned sports radio 927 7 wfnz
3: mcdonald's is not new to chicken so maybe stop questioning that chicken cred and get your hands on the McCrispy juicy fried chicken buttery bun unmatched pickle to chicken ratio yeah they know what they're doing
0: It's Wes and Walker Sports Radio, 92.7 WFNZ, live in Spartanburg, South Carolina. Players still practicing, getting that work in, but we should get Kwanu, Jeremy Chin, as well as linebacker coach Tim, I'm going to try to pronounce this correctly, Tim Lakabu outside linebacker coach for carolina came over here in 2023 excited to talk with him about an impressive linebacker position at least right now and that's one of the main takeaways if you look at a Camus uh, gruger hill who's coming in trying to provide some depth there at the linebacker unit we'll see if those guys can stand out and practice as we continue to move on to training camp 704-570-9610 you can tell us about the moment you realized that football was not the sport for you or you can talk about the fight Because Wes is going to need some help. Talking about the fight from this past weekend, I did see this one a little bit more than the other fights that you've did talked you about. Now. Well, and it's only because it seemed to be more popular. Wes. like of the other <laughs> fights that you've talked about, uh-huh. yes, I know that they were still popular in their own right. Yeah, this one seemed to have a bigger feel to it, and I know you were tweeting, sipping something brown a little That's bit right. That's and right. hanging. And, and you, in your element. you yeah, were in that, your element.
3: Yeah, I had that proper number twelve, Conor <laughs> McGregor. <laughs> so uh, yeah, because we were hanging out in Myrtle Beach, we came in the house, uh, came back in the hotel. Right before the fight was slated to start uh but yeah man terence bud crawford i saw him fight for the first time during the uh pandemic and they fought the fox had the thing where they had the fights on and he fought and that was the first time i saw him but uh, he became the first undisputed welterweight champion of the four bell era and he beat him tko man and so coming into this fight i was excited about it And i'm not a huge fight guy so People don't hit me up thinking I'm but Teddy But you're Atlas. a huge
0: fight guy. You are exactly. the fights that are yeah, the big ones. Yeah, yeah, the
3: big one. So uh, come in, got the proper number 12, chilling, ready for a classic fight. And it's almost like I believe Errol Spence came out with Max O'Krean, if I'm not mistaken. I think that was him. But when Bud came out with Eminem, and this guy and arrow comes out with the guy that looked like a local rapper i'm like is this already telling of what we're about to see <laughs> because he beat the fool out of aero spence for 10 rounds it wasn't even close walking he landed 60 percent of his power punches yeah like i mean he was toying with him i man me and bryce was sitting there watching it and i said i said bryce Crawford doesn't look bothered, he doesn't look tired, he doesn't look like he's been hit, and Spence's face was just getting redder and redder, and you could see it starting to swell up, and so it was not worth the uh, 90 bucks that was paid for it. I'm not interested in paying for a rematch. But wait, because in parentheses, with this topic (laughs) on the rundown,
0: it says, may not buy another fight. Yeah. But it does feel like it was worth it in the sense that you got to see greatness.
3: You did get to see greatness because he, I mean, he pummeled Errol Spence. This was a fight that people had such a hard time picking. You looked at great boxers and experts, and they were going back and forth. One person picked Spence, one person picked Crawford. But he dismantled him to the fact where I'm sitting there like, what is Spence going to do on a second fight that's going to keep this from happening again? It looked like he was just outclassed, as they say. So I'm like, when it comes to a rematch of this bout, I don't know that I want to see another one because I just don't know what. Spence could do to even bother Terrence Crawford after what we saw uh, on Saturday night. And so uh, the celebrities, I think when they showed in attendance, I mean, it was crazy as always, but the most notable was... uh you know, I saw Draymond and uh, you know some other people and stuff like that uh, at the fight. So, uh, but yeah, it was still cool just to hang out with Bryce and and, and watch the fight and enjoy some entertainment.
0: When you were on vacation, mm-hmm. talking about tweeting live during a fight, and you said you gave a warning that you were sipping something brown, mm-hmm. I thought, oh, we're liable to get some great tweets from one <laughs> West Bryant. I did not expect what we were going to see, but I was really excited for it. And those fights, that fight, I imagine was a little better than some of the ones that we've seen in training camp i did have somebody write in just real quickly before mm-hmm. we move on about the travis kelsey
3: fight mm-hmm. what did you make of that that's going to happen right i think that's going to happen but man i mean he must have been really mad it didn't to seem hit him too like that. Yes. i mean i've never thrown a punch at a guy uh-huh. in, a, in a training camp fight and so i thought that travis kelsey must have been really upset for him to go off like that so
0: yeah i, I would i would imagine so it did seem like a, a real quick trigger all yeah. right let's go to our first guest of the Little day joining us On the Body Works uh, Plus guest hotline here in Spartanburg, South Carolina, for Carolina Panthers training camp, Coach Lukabu, I want to get that right. Is that how you pronounce your last name? Lukabu. Lukabu, yes. Coach Lukabu, outside linebacker coach, joining us here. It's his first year with the Carolina Panthers, defensive coordinator at Boston College from 2020 to 2022 after coaching linebackers with the Bengals in 2019 and Mississippi State in
3: 2018. How's that
0: Spartanburg heat treating you?
3: Man, loving it. I love sweating. (laughs) I do, too, though. You know, it's funny that he says that when we were at the – beach on Saturday, I told my mom I was like, man, I wish it was a little bit hotter yeah. so you could get that sweat on. I do like the sweat. So, uh, first day of Pats then, <laughs> I imagine you're going
0: to get all the sweat that you can handle with all, those guys out there. All the, day the,
4: long. They knew what time it is b- before they got here.
0: So How would you yeah. say practice, uh, practice was today? Practice went well. We're on schedule, you know. Um,
4: there was, you know, the usual butterflies before you really get to play uh, real ball uh, instead of underwear ball, you know, especially mm-hmm. for us up front. So, um, everybody was excited to get
3: to the stage. And so that was an interesting part, too. We were just talking about the anxieties uh, and the excitement that comes with pads. And for coaches as well, it's funny because I was going to bring up the fact that it seems like coaches, uh, their demeanors change as well when it's pad day. It's like they can sense, for lack of a better term, the, the violence in the air. You guys get excited <laughs> about that? Like you guys are like, oh, it's pads now today. So uh, how excited or how anxious do you get about that, especially when you have guys that you haven't. Yet seen in
4: pads. That's that's exactly it. You you hit it right on the on the head. Um, you know we're talking about real football now. Because for six months, uh, I think he would have made that play. Or yeah, he might have gotten off that block. No, now there's no woulda, shoulda, coulda. It's either you did or you didn't. So it's 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 fun and that's what we're in it for. It's it's the reason why we fell in love with this game. Um you know, it's it's one of the only games in the world where you can
3: be this violent and and be rewarded for it. And so a guy that I was thinking like that about up until this point is DJ Johnson and so this is a kid that that comes in and a lot of people say that he's raw as far as some of the skills and things like that but we know when I watched this footage I saw a, a powerful player, a guy that likes to play with a lot of power so is this a guy that you feel like you're excited about to see how he's going to do and he's going to do even better once the pads do come on?
4: Yes because you're talking about his strengths right? We, we brought him here for his strengths. When you bring somebody onto your team you're not bringing them because hey I want those weaknesses. No, we evaluate him. We bring him in here. We watch his tape. This is what he does well. This is how he's going to help us. And one of his strengths is putting his hands on people and being and being physical and violent. So it was a, it was fun to um, watch him work today. You know, there's there's the small details and the subtleties that we got to clean up, um, and that's with the whole group. You know, because you're talking about six months for for a lot of guys where you know since you put your hands on somebody, so there's
0: a lot of rust there. But um, overall, it was fun to see. Panthers outside linebacker coach uh, coach Lukabu, joining us here on the uh, BodyWorks Plus guest hotline Sports Radio 927 WFNZ Anybody that you think has stood out in particular to you this off season?
4: You know what? Um I still need to see more of myself. Um I'm very cautious to 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 say, you know, that I feel like somebody's this or that cuz there's so much more work to do. Um to me it's all about being on schedule. Um you know, I'm I'm a big proponent of just understanding the process and going through the process and then those, those big uh, moments in games will, will, will show themselves when, when that comes.
0: Well, a couple of the guys that we get, a lot of text messages through the text line on, people that are interested to see what kind of role they can have this upcoming year. One is Amari Barno because of the athleticism that he had coming out of last year, and also Brandon Smith I think people are excited about. What can you say about the two guys coming into their second year?
4: Uh, I mean, you got two guys that are, that are really hard workers, um, obviously God, God-given tools and length. Um, just ability. So, um, you know, we're just going to take it day by day with those guys. Um, I work more hands-on with Am- with Amari, yeah. super talented kid. Um, shoot, I mean, God gave him a lot. Um, now it's, you know, it's my job, it's our job to get it out of him.
3: All right, Coach. And then another guy that I know you love coaching, Brian Burns. Mm-hmm. Uh, what have you seen from him that he's added to his game coming into this season? Because uh, the thing that I've talked about on this show is just seeing him get to a point where he can dominate offensive linemen on a down-in, down-out yeah. basis to where teams have to sometimes allocate maybe two, sometimes even three blockers. to. And that's, to me, what will take him to that next step with yeah. the bosses and guys like that. So what have you seen from him?
4: So you're talking about a guy that's, you know, really physically, gifted, but he's also really gifted upstairs, too. He he has a brain. Um, What I've seen the big leap in is how he can eliminate plays. He's making it easier for himself because he's not trying to play 20 plays in the playbook. He sees the formation. He sees the stance. He says, all right, they're not running this, they're not running that. All right, this is my chance to go take this shot and go make a play. Very intelligent player.
3: All right, and then last guy I'll ask you about, too, uh, Marquis Haynes. This is the guy we heard about. Through OTAs, that was just making play after play, and also added weight and things of that nature. Is he a guy that you could see stepping up on that other side as well?
4: Yeah, many? love working Marquise. Uh, diligent worker. Nobody works harder than him. Um, he cares. Um, technician. He's, you know, before I got here, people talked about his size. He's he's way bigger than what you think. Um, but at the end of the day, he's a football player. He um, he lives for contact. He lives for ruining the offense's day. So. I'm excited to finally get him back in there.
0: Uh, final thing before we get you out of here. How do you feel about the pass rush opposite Brian Burns? It's been a huge talking point this entire off season. You could feel good about it? Uh,
4: like most teams it's a, it's a work in progress. Um, you know, this is a this is a pass league and you better affect the quarterback. Mm-hmm. So we're working on that right now. That's that's why we got training camp. You know, if if I felt like we had it covered or Coach E or
0: Coach Frank felt like we had it covered, then we wouldn't be here. All right. That is uh, outside linebacker Coach Lukabu right, joining coach, us here it, on the Body Works Plus guest hotline. Thank appreciate you so much. Appreciate you guys. Thank, Thank you, Coach. Yeah, I'm excited to see what's going to develop on that opposite side. It's been such a monster topic this entire off season, mm-hmm. But I, it is interesting to hear him talk about Marquise Haynes bigger than you think so if that's the case we know that he's been mostly a speed rush specialist so maybe marquis haynes can be that guy that picks up from a tremendous off season and then brings it over to the regular season i'm really excited to see what he's going to provide opposite of brian burns because we know it's going to be just a matter of time before he gets a monster payday getting paid like he should as one of the best edge rushers in the league and now we welcome another foundational piece of this defensive side of the football west uh jeremy chin now joining us on the body works plus guest hotline jeremy thanks so much for hopping on man how are you of course i'm doing well man how are you doing yeah we're doing well we appreciate it uh first day of pads just how did that one feel uh putting on the shoulder pads for the first time in a while
1: Felt great man uh super excited to finally get pads on so it's really first day playing football now, as
0: we have the big topics of conversation, I think a lot goes into what your role is going to be. And that's kind of been the piece of conversation over the last few years. So your rookie season, second in defensive rookie of the year, voting behind Chase Young. You're playing a lot in the back end, but also moving up towards the line of scrimmage. Now you have a new defensive coordinator after Phil Snow was here for the last couple of seasons. What have conversations been like between you two, defensive coordinator Jero Averro and yourself, about what your expected role is
1: going to be? Um, you know, talking to Averro, he's, he's very, you know, he's, he has a great defensive mind, uh, really great just football mind in general. Um, I think everybody knows that. So uh, really just for me personally, I just learned as much as I can from him and wherever he has for me, um, just line up in that position. I know he, he sees, we've talked about my strengths and stuff. So he's going to put me in, in my position in those positions, uh, you know, towards my strengths. So what have I'm those excited? strengths been? um you know playing closer to the box you know obviously something I did you know early on in my career um but you know also just playing in a slot and getting more comfortable there and um you know, there's just certain certain things, you know, bringing me on certain pressures and really just moving around and changing the picture after the offense. Jeremy Chen joins us on the Body Works Plus guest hotline. And, Jeremy, everybody's been talking
3: about Ezra, Evero, and this new defense and how you're going to be uh, unleashed, so to speak, like a role like you had in your rookie year where you're just all over the field. How excited have you been for that and just to get to this day with the pads on where you can really start making your presence felt?
1: Uh, Yeah, I mean, I've I've been super excited, really. It's it's all I've really been focused on this offseason. You know, just keeping that in mind during my training and everything, just the motivation that's going into this season, just the opportunity. I'm super excited for the opportunity that's in in front of this team and in front of myself as well. So what did you feel like it had to be frustrating
3: for you? Because what did you feel like was missing from your rookie year? You won two defensive players of the month. You looked like a guy that was definitely on his way to stardom, to a guy that people started to develop questions
1: about. Um, you know, I feel like I was a lot further from the action, uh, really didn't make those uh, explosive plays that I, I did my rookie season. And that's probably where most of the questions came from. But, um, you know, I'm here to answer any questions anybody has about me. Jeremy Chin joining us on the Body Works Plus guest hotline. Well, and I remember
0: talking with Taylor Moten a few years back. So much conversation about what side of the line he's going to play on. And then when he said, finally, he was cemented at that right tackle spot, he said, yeah, there's a lot of clarity for me heading into this offseason. Like, is there anything different for you? Is there more clarity for you at all? And you're, or are you just tired of the questions, honestly, and you're ready to play football anywhere he puts you? I'm just ready to play ball. Yeah. Yeah. I feel you. Jeremy Chin joining us on the Body Works Plus guest hotline. How's it been going uh, uh,
1: against Bryce Young so far? Uh, it's been great, um, really going f- against the offense in general, uh, lining up against Thielen, um, you know, trying to change up the picture against Bryce. So we're definitely making each other better every single day.
3: Have you had a wild moment with him? Because uh, we know coming in all of the, all of the things that we've heard about him every day in practice. But just from a defender's perspective, we know you guys can sniff out really quickly if a guy can play or not. What's been a wild moment you've had with Bryce, or a wild play where you just like, man, this guy's the
1: real deal? Uh, there's been a few of them. Uh, there was one today. He threw a ball. Um, I was on DJ Chark in the slide. He threw a deep ball, and it, it was the most perfectly placed ball I've seen. So, uh, you know, that was just one example right there. Do you see this as a season for you that could be
3: like a, a make or break type of season where you really wanna at yourself as one of the best players, best defensive players in the NFL?
1: Yeah, I'll make no break.
0: Jeremy Chin joining us here on Weston Walker. You're listening to Sports Radio 927 WFNZ. A couple more questions before we get you out of here, Jeremy. Just, I feel like depth at safety it's a little bit more of a strength than it has been not that there's been bad players but man bringing over von bell has been really impressive i like what xavier woods brought to the team last year Mm -hmm. a lot of people high on jamie robinson so the depth at safety seems to be a lot stronger than what it used to be how do you feel about some of that depth coming in and how much will that
1: help your role wherever you might play yeah uh, it's a great thing um you know being able to bring in von bell uh he's such a smart football player and you know a really good football player so um, having him and X back there just really facilitating uh, it makes everybody 's job easier and last one for me it feels like morale is just so different this off season I mean everywhere you look it doesn't matter what position
0: group it doesn't matter what coach you talk to, what player you talk to. I think so many people have talked about that. How about what your view is on the morale this off season compared to off seasons in the past uh yeah
1: it's not even been comparable really to me um like you said it it 's a whole new feeling uh everybody you know we, we all want the same thing we all know that talk talk is cheap and then we got to come in every single day and put the work in that's Jeremy Chin joining us on Weston Walker. I'm excited,
0: man. I think we're all ready for Carolina Panther football to start up, and it's not too far away. Jeremy going to be a big part of that this upcoming season. Thank you so much for the time, Jeremy. Yeah, I appreciate you. it, Jeremy. Thank yeah, you. absolutely. All right, Jeremy Chin joining us here on Weston Walker Sports Radio 92.7 WFNZ. We should be having Icky joining us soon as well. So we got a couple of guests already talking about the defensive side of the football. It does seem like Icky will be joining us here shortly, and they will be talking about the offensive side of the football. And I'll just let the offensive lineman go at it. Like, we already had the conversation about how I knew I wasn't going to be playing football early, but you did at a high level. Icky playing at a high level. What are some of the questions that, uh, or I guess interesting topics? Because it looks like he's having a monster offseason so far, everything you read about.
3: Just the transitions that he's been making, things that he's had to learn. Uh, maybe how many chicken wings he can eat. <laughs> you know, we, we love the food questions here on Western. Well, Walker. But if you specifically even love the chicken wing yes. questions. Yes, yes. Even yes. more With so than the Offensive lineman, yep. you know, uh, You watch some games. I know uh, my uncle and I used to do that. Sometimes we watch games, and uh, I still even do it. Sometimes now I see really big guys, and I'm like, man, I wonder how many wings uh, they could eat or (laughs) I wonder how many burgers that they could eat. Remember when we talked about the Georgia offensive linemen and how many guys they had, four guys over 6'6 and 345 pounds? I said, man, restaurants have to be trembling. Uh, They they have to give pregame speeches to the staff when they come in because they know it's about to be carnage.
0: All right, we'll find out about Icky's second season. Season in the NFL and how many chicken wings he can eat—all coming up next. Wes <laughs> Walker, Sports Radio 92.7 WFNZ.
3: McDonald's is not new to chicken, so maybe stop questioning their chicken cred and get your hands on the McKrispy, juicy fried chicken, buttery bun, unmatched pickle to chicken ratio. Yeah, they know what they're doing. In fact, we can honestly say they're not new to chicken; they're true to chicken. The McCrispy, only at McDonald's. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.
0: Whether it's audiobooks or all-time greatest hits, long live listening to your favorites. Learn more about Kiskali Ribocyclib 200mg at
1: KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Kiskali is right for you.
3: back. This is the Wes and Walker Show, Sports Radio 92.7 WFNZ. Hit us up on that text line 704 570 9610. Hit that follow button on the social medias of the WFNZ Twitter, or I guess you call it X, and Instagram follow at Walker Mail at HTB underscore Josh and at West Brian underscore 72 on those platforms as well, bringing you all the behind the scenes today. We're out here at Wofford, so you know we're going to bring you some great stuff uh, that's going on when we're not on the microphone. But in here, in the gym, uh, chilling out in the rec center here, and it looks really good, or I guess the student uh, the student union, or whatever you want to call it. I know it looks like... Mungo Student Center The Mungo Student is. Center. Yeah, Benjamin Just that, uh, Johnson uh, Arena, to be exact. So we're waiting on Iki Aquanu to pull up, the offensive tackles. Listen, man, he can be a little bit, you know, come in a little bit late if he wants to, because the skill guys, they get to do what they Want to be diva, so you know I kind of like that. He's well. He's at the podium, so he's behind. still
0: so he's still taking care of business. <laughs> but I'm with you. Yes, he's at the podium, taking care of business right now. I believe we're going to get him after he's done speaking with the media out there, having yeah. watched him practice. And speaking of us being here on the gym, um, in the gym, D'Angelo Hall new panther defensive back coach just came in looked yeah. like he was ready to get some shots up as well and unfortunately we're gonna we're taking precious time in the gym away we
3: are yeah, stopping like,
0: people from doing their
3: work anyway. <laughs> it looks like he was coming in here with his son <laughs> to train him yeah. uh, like i do with mine as well so he thought that they were going to have the gym clear because i know that was the first thing i thought when i walked in here i said man me and bryce could have a field day getting in here in this gym very very spacious as far as the uh, the amount of space between the baskets in here so i'm sure they could get a lot of games going at once, man. But uh going to Icky and just talking about the Carolina Panthers, is there no more important player on the offense besides Bryce Young than Icky Aquana when you talk about the responsibility of keeping number nine outright, especially keeping him from those blindside sacks? I think that's true.
0: I think Icky probably is the most important player offensively outside of Bryce Young because if you just want to talk about some of the wide receivers, if one goes down, then just by nature of the position, you're going to have players Plenty of bodies to be able to pick up the slack on where Adam Thielen might not be playing, Mingo, Terrace Marshall Jr., you get the idea. If you wanted to go with another offensive lineman, maybe a Taylor Moten, but we know the blind side, that's it. We know that Bryce Young, a right-handed quarterback, his blind side is the left side, and that just so happens to be where Icky is on the offensive line. And we know that we haven't had much depth on that side specifically since Jordan Gross retired.
3: Listen, you guys talked earlier you know, about some of the moments and how I never give you guys a welcome to the ACC moment, things of that nature, and the anxiety of pad day. Well, there's no more anxiety than as a left tackle when you get beat. And you know that when that guy gets to the quarterback, that is probably going to be a highlight we're talking about a fumble we're talking about just something bad's gonna happen and so that <laughs> has happened to me uh a few times also the penalties as well uh but when you and have the, to and yell, the pads put
0: that on display as yes, much as any
3: yes when you have to yell look out to your quarterback when you are beat in a game uh <laughs> it, it, it's pretty rough as i know my man ikea kwanu can attest to ikea i'm telling them okay just so they know uh, <laughs> we're talking offensive linemen offensive lineman here. I was a tackle at Wake Forest, okay?
0: Uh, same here. I was on the right. Uh, yeah,
3: yeah. I was I got tackle doodle arms, man. tackle at you Wake Forest. Playing. And so I told them that, well, one, there's no more important player on the offense, but I told them one of the worst, most anxiety inducing plays in football is when we get beat off the edge because it's going to be a highlight. That's the difference between the left tackle and the right tackle. The right tackle gets beat. The quarterback can see it, try to make a little move. He can protect himself. He's okay. We get beat. It's going to be sack fumble. Coach is looking at you. You want to run to the other side. You're like, all right, man, I know. Or you just tell him I know, I know, I know. Or sometimes the guys are so good on that side that you have to go against you. Tell the coach, okay, you block him then if you want to uh, you know, get on me that bad. But Icky, welcome into the show, man. And, and we've been talking a lot about you very excited to see your progress uh coming into this season so uh let's talk about it man how do you feel coming into this season as opposed to how you felt uh as a rookie
5: yeah you know i feel a lot better going into this season than uh than i did last year really just because you know i feel like i just learned so much over the course of last season you know a lot of ups and downs um a lot of a lot of places to improve on you know being able to look at my entire body of work in my rookie year you know it was easy to kind of pick apart some of the things i needed to work on and those are some of the things I attacked this off-season, so you know I feel really good going into camp.
3: All right, and so everybody talks about Bryce Young and and how important it is to uh, protect him and the size, and people just think, like, he has to have the Great Wall of China or he's going to crumble. Uh, But I guess first I would like to ask you, do you guys mess with him uh, about his size? Because I know the offensive line room can be relentless. So do you guys (laughs) joke with him about that? And just how excited are you to have a guy that you guys can feel very confident about going under center?
5: Yeah, I think you said it best. You know, all, all of us are really confident confident in Bryce. Uh, you know, we never felt like his size has ever been a factor, um, really. You know, he obviously got the arm talent, you know, the, the some of the intangibles, like the leadership stuff as well. So, you know, I feel like he's just such a complete player. It's the same sometimes people can't get over, you know, the size, but, you know, I think, you know, some of the things that he has, you know, it's pretty really hard to measure. Does the O-line have any jokes to him about the? No, nah. so no clowning. <laughs> no, <laughs> nah, no clowning. No, <laughs> nah, no clowning. No clowning.
0: Panther offensive lineman, Panther left tackle, Icky Kwanu, joining us here on the Body Works Plus guest hotline. You said it was easy to pick apart some of the things you need to work on this offseason. What were they? What were some of the strengths? What were some of the things you need to work on a little more?
5: Well, some of the things that, you know, I felt like I need to work on, just being more consistent. Um, definitely in my, when it comes to pass protection especially, um, you know, being more consistent. Does that consistent. just mean like
0: footwork? Is that kind of what that is?
5: More than anything, yeah, um, i say just being consistent in that, um, you know, not letting fatigue be a factor at all, not letting my fundamentals break down as the game progresses. That's kind of the biggest thing uh, that I feel like I had to work on. And when you talk about some of the
0: welcome to the league moments last year, I mean, you didn't get any break whatsoever week one. Immediately going against Miles Garrett. And Miles Garrett's going to win some of those matchups because, well, you could argue he's the best edge rusher in the NFL. Now, not to disrespect any of the edge rushers for Atlanta, but I'm sorry, they're not Miles Garrett. How much did that help you kind of have a year after, all right, after week one, now. You know, really, among the worst has gotten out of the way. That welcome to the league moment, getting better from there, and then being able to bring that into this regular season. What did that moment do for you to get yourself ready for what was to come in the National Football
5: League? Yeah, we're obviously, you know, going against the best is something that at this level you definitely want to do. You know, regardless of I guess the age difference or the experience, so it's definitely a matchup I was looking forward to. Um, you know, obviously disappointing how I wound up uh, playing in that matchup, but you know, I think overall it's definitely learning experience. Um, uh, I think the word they use is, like, blessed by fire. I think it's, like, the word that they use or something yeah. like that. Yeah, <laughs> 100%. Um, so I think it was definitely, uh, you know, a learning experience for me. You know, being able to um, look at myself, you know, look look at who I am against some of the best and kind of work from there. And I feel like, you know, going against guys like Burns and Haynes and, you know, Barnaud guys that we have on this team helped me a lot as well, uh, especially, you know, go out, going throughout – these OTAs with him, you know, practicing against some of those guys, definitely been a big help for me.
3: And that's what I was going to ask you, too. Was Brian Burns a guy that you leaned on as far as when you were playing (coughs) against certain guys, or just uh, breaking down tape, and you would go to him and say, you know, just trying to get into the mind of the pass rush a little bit, did he help you in those regards?
5: Yeah, uh, I mean, I'll be honest, I was probably a little bit, you know, prideful. You know, uh, Burns kind of reached out to me uh, first, which is something I definitely appreciate. You know, after beating me in the one-on-one rep, he kind of like worked with me a little bit from there. Uh, That's from last camp, and I feel like, you know, we're kind of just growing in that regard being able to kind of talk to each other about technique you know what we see um so and i definitely appreciate birds kind of giving me all the all the branch a little bit you know reaching out Mm -hmm. to me early
3: So what was the the, one of the more difficult things about the rookie season because again I I work for the ACC Digital Network I cut up a lot of tape of you and so I would I would check you out man and you were just able to manhandle guys and we know that's how college goes and then when I would watch you in the pros it would seem like sometimes the speed of the game when you would line up a guy and then sometimes guys would just move so quick that when you felt like you had a beat on them and then boom they're gone in an instant like tell us about maybe how that was and then what were some of the the biggest transitions from an in-game standpoint, from college to now,
5: uh, I think you know some of that stuff can be eliminated with the footwork part of it. Like I talked about earlier, um, not thinking too much about my footwork, trusting my footwork. You know, we, we drill stuff like that every day. So, you know, going out there and not trying to be someone I'm not. You know, playing into my strengths, um, using my strengths as you know one of my one of my biggest positives. Uh, so I feel like, you know, the footwork part of it definitely came a little bit slower, but I think more just slowing down the game for me in my head, not thinking too much, and I think that kind of helped my technique overall.
0: Iki Aquanu left tackle for the Carolina Panthers, joining us here in Spartanburg, Sports Radio 92.7 WFNZ. Have you been paying attention to the Blueprint series they've been releasing
5: out? Have you been watching those episodes? I saw the one where we drafted Chandler. That's it. Yeah. Well, you know what, you know what <laughs> I was to, about yeah. to ask. That's how exactly to, yeah. what I was how about to, to, to do. Well,
0: I mean, David Tepper, the owner of the Panthers, is saying, hey, what did Iki say? You know, when when Chandler's up, we know Chandler texts Scott Fitterer. Scott was like, I've only had this happen one other time. Well, what did Icky say? To me, I kind of wrote that down as an interesting moment because you're a rookie last year. You're going into your second year, young player in the NFL, owner of the Panthers franchise. Well... I want to hear what Icky had to say. Somebody that knows a lot about Chandler, and of course, it was all great things. And I know you're happy to have him aboard. Did that kind of speak to you? Anything about the owner asking your opinion about a potential draft pick when when that guy is asking about your thoughts?
5: Yeah, no doubt. You know, it kind of just speaks to you know some of the confidence that you know Coach uh, Mr. Tepper and everyone has. You know, within the players. You know, I definitely appreciated that having confidence in my input. You know, not not being too. Uh, I guess prideful to, you know, ask other people about what they think. You know, I definitely appreciate that and definitely excited to have Chandler on the team.
0: Well, you say you're excited. I know you're excited, but I want to know what you're more excited about. Is it the fact that you're going to have better access to his dad's food, maybe his food, or the fact that you might be able to play alongside him again like in college?
5: I I think it's all the above. (laughs) Obviously, you know, Chandler and uh, Mr. Duval are phenomenal cooks. Uh, I've experienced that firsthand, so definitely excited for that you know, definitely in side, also have my boy in the locker room as well, you know, it's got to show the Wolfpack some love I know y'all demon deacons, but
0: <laughs> <laughs> back I, mean, over that's, here. No, I was joking I don't know, did you really believe that I played offensive lineman? You know I had to be sure, joking yeah, not, be. I was on that Jordan Gross weight loss
3: so, man, and we talked about it before the break as well and I said when I, when I look at the lineman, we were trying to guesstimate, you know, we talk about food a lot on this show too, man, and how many chicken wings that you can put down, because that is a mm. staple of the offensive lineman's <laughs> dice, and you know, to be able to Put down a lot. How many would you guesstimate that you could put down in a in a setting? That's a great
5: question. That's a great question. I'm not really sure. You know, sometimes it really depends more on the feeling. You know, yeah. sometimes uh, you know, I'll go for that little 20 piece and just kind of knock those down. That's light. I might be though. feeling on, 10 or no. burger. You know, you, just, oh, it depends, season, you know, off season. Off season just started. You are feeling good? How many are we doing here? If I if I really want to just eat just to yeah. eat them, yeah. I could probably knock down like a good fifty piece. Probably okay. just sit there, there, the there we yeah, I would go. Take yeah. the there we 50 go. There we go. But at least Ooh. that's where it has to start. I would right. be
0: sick for a few days eating all those. <laughs> I would. Oh, no. I would love for us. I would love for that to happen for all of us. Are you a
3: dry rub guy or soft guy? Uh, sauce, sauce. Yeah, definitely okay. sauce. I like.
0: Yeah. It's probably easier. If you're going to eat 50, probably easier than the dry rub, but I Definitely. like both of them.
5: Yeah, that seasoning might burn your tongue a little bit. It it might do you have like any that. favorite wings that you've discovered around here as
3: sure. That's a great Ch- question. Or in Charlotte, I should say.
5: I say uh, I got to shout out Chex Chex Grill. Yes. Oh, yeah, we are, really are really a good. monster <laughs> fan,
3: <of> Chex. <laughs> yeah. That that made our day. Really good honey gold for sure. The honey gold. That's the one yeah. I like as well. That's I'm a strawberry hot
0: that. guy. I did not realize I was going to love it, but the strawberry. I'm telling Icky. Word. Please, please try the strawberry hot. It's phenomenal. Yeah, I'm going to
5: check that
3: out well icky we appreciate the time man and, and we wish you the best this season definitely going to be checking you out man and we feel like you're just going to become one of the great tacklers in the league this go. year man and we wish you the best no doubt i appreciate it right. I, I'll, I'll excuse the fact you went to nc state
5: okay <laughs> i got you I saw,
3: <laughs> shout out Wolfpack. go back say that real quick all right guys well when we return more carolina panthers training camp talk on the weston walker show sports radio 92 7 wfnz